and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here you hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. Uh, last week, we heard Dream Seeds Buried in Falling Sand, a very original science fiction drama about a future where workers take a pill to forget their workday. Uh, I had the opportunity this past week to talk to the play's producer and writer, Mr. Xander Davis, and learn all about how he got into producing this kind of original drama and his plans for the future. And I hope you enjoy his insights as much as I did. Uh, Xander Davis, welcome to Radio Drama Revival. Hi, it's great to be here. Uh, so I guess uh, you're with Dream Seed in uh, Indiana now. And I guess why don't uh, we give everybody just a quick uh, background of your work. Last week they heard Buried in Falling Sand, a great science fiction story of a future where uh, people can just take a pill to forget about work. But uh, why don't you give them a little more background in case uh, they haven't uh, gone to discover a little bit more about Dream Seed. Yeah, sure. Uh Dreamseed.com is a company that I founded. It's you know just it's just me, but I make friends and contract uh, people from all over the world to collaborate on this stuff. And it's very small scale. We're not really earning any money. Uh, we're trying to, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. it, it would certainly be great to to you know help self fund uh, our projects. But really, um, I'm just doing all of this out of the passion for storytelling. It's been something that I've just wanted to do my whole life, so I decided to do it. Great. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's sometimes that's just what you got to do. You got to decide to to do this sort of thing. So yeah, and I, I think that's something I've heard before. Uh, you know, from many people that you, you know, audio is accessible in a way that some other things uh, aren't ne- as necessarily. That you can just get out there and and start producing it. So. Um, and uh, if anyone goes to your website, they'll see you have done a lot of writing with other things. Yeah, um, I've I, I do a lot of screenwriting just uh, as you know for fun. Um, I've written several feature-length scripts. I've submitted them to contests and things. But um, you know, there, I've been doing that for years, and it got to a point where it was just like nothing will ever come of this. You know, I'm not in LA. I'm not in New York. Uh, how how do I actually complete? a story to a point where you can present it to somebody and entertain them with it without having them to just read a script. And uh, it finally dawned on me uh, last fall. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, audio dramas, like the old shadow radio shows I used to listen to as a kid. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, once once that hit me, it was like, wow, I can just just put this stuff together digitally and, you know, publish it like it's a... like it's just a song digitally, and we know through iTunes that that's a proven business model. So yeah. it seemed to make a lot of sense, and it seemed to be something very that would enable me to tell a story in a very efficient way and complete it. How did you choose Buried as the story you wanted to adapt for audio? Well, uh, I actually wrote it over the summer in 2006, and um, so that fall uh, we were looking for a project to do, and there it was sitting, and it just seemed like it would be a story that I could tell uh, in audio, and because it's sort of set in the real world, a lot of practical sound effects were readily available, so it seemed to just make sense, and we jumped right into it. Great, and so uh, how'd you uh, go about, I mean, this, as your first project, choosing, you know, breaking down the nitty-gritty, like, actors and uh, sound effects, and how'd you just get into the production aspect? Well, uh, the very first thing I did was I took the short story and uh, within one sitting, it took all night, in one sitting, I adapted it. Um, after after the script was done, uh, I basically 
I knew some voice actors uh, through other audio theater communities, such as darkerprojects.com, and gave them a shout and uh, let them read the PDF of the script, and pretty soon I, I was building a cast. Great. So that um, worked out pretty well? Yeah, it did. Um, it ended up being... I thought that I was going to cast like completely uh, over the Internet, but there were a few parts where I just had to get... Um, people that I could direct. Um, It just worked out better that way. That's uh, how I ended up meeting Tara Branham, um, who played uh, Karen in Buried. Uh, And that was was really great because she actually came over and we got to read the lines side by side and and things like that. But like in the actual production, uh, when we're reading side by side, I'm not actually in there. I, I did all my lines separately, but... The, the exchange and the energy that we were able able to share uh, really, I think, came through. Great. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, certainly is an element, just like getting uh, field effects has its own sort of uh, entity. And um, so you also did all the uh, effects and, and music, you know, you had scored, but um, how about the um, when you're pulling it all together, how did you go about that? Uh, well, I actually got the... Uh, I got a W audition, and uh, this sort of also uh, a test bed for figuring out audition. Um, and and I love that program; it's it's really great, and um, uh, it can do everything I need it to do. It can even mix in five point one, so I definitely recommend it. It's it's an affordable, uh, professional solution. Um, but that was that was kind of it. It was uh, taking, just kind of jumping into it, and taking everything one scene at a time and, uh, you know, going, going from there. First, I would lay down the, the voice tracks and then uh, build sound effects around it. Uh, any, <laughs> that's kind of a funny question, but uh, any interesting uh, production stories, any uh, snafus or uh, funny things that happened that uh, you like to share? Well, it, <laughs> one of the things that was kind of funny was being in a pinch for casting Karen and it was my next door neighbor who uh, goes. He's a designer for the Ball State Theater Department, and this was at the time I was living in Muncie, and that's a college town. So, and Ball State is uh, known for its theater department. So, uh, had a had a pretty good, uh, uh, readily available talent pool. It was just a matter of uh, getting in, getting into it, and and finding people, and uh, people he knew. Um, he. <laughs> He just—he was like, so yeah, um, I'll help you out with this, and uh, he—he ended up uh, getting uh, a few girls that actually came. And I was living uh, in a studio apartment at the time, so (laughs) uh, we were all—we were all in there, (laughs) you know. uh, My neighbor, the 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 prospective uh, uh, girls for for the role, Mm -hmm. and we were you know, kind of huddle around this USB microphone and (laughs) try and do uh, rehearse things. So. Well, that's yeah. Certainly, well, that's it's it's pretty amazing actually, and people didn't know that uh, buried was your first work because it just sounds uh, so much more sharp. And I I think, um, you know, you you bring a, a real professional edge, or you obviously must have had a, a vision of having it be very crisp, or you know, a standard that you were aspiring to. You weren't just going to be happy with you know a bunch of microphones in your uh, basement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I just basically I just look at stuff that I buy in the store shelves, you know, such as DVDs or whatever, and I just want to do that, really. And so I'm I'm, I'm just trying to uh, elevate my own production towards that 
standards so that it can attempt to stand side by side with it. And um, and and if people didn't know, you also have been doing some digital music too. Um, I think you had a you had a track in Dream uh, Buried. Yeah, I did a song in Buried, and I produced a uh, with Francois Jolin produced an original soundtrack as well. But uh, before, and that's that might have a lot to do with why I thought I could just jump to audio theater. It was because I had spent three years, pretty much every day, developing my own uh, original. Uh, electronica album it's i've got 27 tracks actually and and that was a huge amount of fun but it was also a huge challenge and it would basically take like a month per song uh so you know i i do have experience with with uh, creating audio productions but man it's it's really great now to use adobe audition <laughs> instead of you know a crashing g3 mac every, yeah, you know? yeah. That's what I was on before. Uh, excellent. And uh, any 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 other things? I know uh, one of the things you said you're going to be start starting to record in uh, five point one surround sound. Uh, what what made you uh, go for that decision? Uh, it was basically I just want to you know sort of I think people when people want stories they want to leave their world behind and go into another world right. So that was kind of the idea with going to five point one was it would just make that. Uh, we get a little closer to that with with the audio experience. Yeah, and uh, also I think um, you know you're you're moving things forward. Um, you, you know, some of your electronic tracks I think you have is stock music, and then you also have a new sound effects library out, which is very ambitious. <laughs> yeah, and and hopefully it's uh, it won't be the the last. I, I hope to, you know, really as I keep making my own shows and my own stories, and whether it's you know. Uh, CG animation or, or anything, um, I'll inevitably make my own sound sound effects, and that was sort of always a a goal was to to have our own original library so that we could do this, so yeah. that we could license it out to other people and help them, uh, you know, tell their stories faster. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's very cool, and I think uh, you know you are definitely setting you know or at least you know showing something completely different. Um, you know, a lot of um, the stories you hear are sort of uh, very much maybe still in the style of the old-time radio or are produced to a level of, you know, a, an amateur level or a fairly good level, but not, you know, uh, you know, it, you're not, you know, for especially with your first production, you're not that far from, you know, what could people wouldn't know the difference uh, between that and something that Hollywood put out really from the, the at least the quality of the sound is concerned. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, and that, you know, just, that was one of the things that really struck me the first time was just um, sort of the, uh, the the wildness of it. So maybe I guess that would be an interesting area to go into is sort of uh, you, what what are the inspirations um, story wise that uh, you're passionate about? I uh, I'm really interested in sort of the Philip K. Dick approach to questioning reality and and things like that and. Um, those those types of stories that sort of make us uh, speculate, mm -hmm. uh, as all sci-fi does, but also question our immediate reality and and the, the politics and policy of our of our daily lives. Mm -hmm. um, that is sort of something that I really enjoy exploring. And um, but then you know other times I just like to weave a fantasy tale that has nothing to do with you know yeah. socio. Sure. Uh, political things and just you know it's just a lot of fun and and uh, sort of escapist but um, at the same time you know it's uh, I'm just all about stories and creating worlds basically cool and uh, where does Soldier fall in the uh, spectrum of uh, societally based versus uh, entertainment 
it's it's mostly entertainment. It mostly came out of the idea of I, I've always wanted to reinvent the shadow uh, radio drama for a contemporary setting. Okay. It was usually set in the 1920s or 30s, and the plan originally was to develop it for present day. Yeah. Uh, but then I've explored licensing op- uh, options with Condi Nast, who owns the Shadow property, and mm. I mean it was it'd just be impossible for me to license that. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just decided, well, I'll just create my own thing. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and that ended up actually being more fruitful, I think, because now we have our own intellectual property that we can do anything we want with. Yeah. And so instead of, the, instead of the present, we decided that, you know, I, I wanted to take it even farther and set it in the future into sort of this minority report style world, and, and, uh, but still make it really about the idea of reinventing the shadow. Oh, so, that, so that definitely, um, the shadow's an inspiration for you then. Yeah, it, oh yeah, I used to listen to those all the time as a kid. Yeah, that's, it's great, and um, if anybody here in the Portland area uh, is aware of this, you can go down to the Portland Library, and they've got tons and tons of tapes of the old shadow um, you can just check out and listen to, and it's great. Um, I, I've, you know, uh, when I, f- I first discovered all of this very recently, and it's great to revisit stories that were produced with, you know, well, you know, physical cost. The equipment must cost a lot more than what we have now, but uh, sophistication-wise, it was very primitive. And, you know, what, how enduring that story is, you know, those stories are, um, is still pretty Definitely. And there, there's like, uh, there's uh, an episode of The Shadow that just absolutely freaks me out. And it is my favorite episode. It's called Death in a Minor Key. And it's set at a sanitarium, and and the way they use sound to drive the story and to really just scare the crap out of you, it's it very it's very unnerving. And you know, if you you've got to listen to it, you know, when you're in bed and it, the lights are off, you know, and because that's just great, you know. And then you'll just you won't sleep. But yeah. <laughs> but I definitely recommend checking out that episode for a great example of how to use the medium uh, to to tell the story. And that is sort of what was so great about Soul Rift was. Uh, like, you know, the the ghosts can be sort of detected by white noise, the EVP phenomenon that is actually a real phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all sound-based, so that was a perfect way uh, to yeah. have sound drive the story. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. And, you know, I think you touched on another thing, uh, you know, as far as, like, listening in bed. Like, you know, another great thing about audio is that it is in your head or it's very personal and uh, the yeah. experience. Uh, interesting point. Um, and so... Uh, on that on that basis, uh, maybe a couple other things that you you like about audio dramas. Now that you've had a little bit of uh, work in it, how does it compare to writing for other um, media? Well, I've I've recently uh, picked up Anime Studio Pro, and I think with that and Adobe, the entire Adobe production suite, mm-hmm. wow. uh, it's possible to assemble some sort of um, anime. It it it'll it'll be challenging. I'm mm-hmm. still exploring it. I'm doing tests, but. Mm-hmm. I, I really kind of wanted to do something visual because <laughs> okay, it, it yeah. was it was so like so many months that I I'd been thinking only in audio and mm-hmm. and so the the drive to do something visual was very apparent but it's a lot more work it's yeah. so much more work and and I think that's what's so great about audio is you can you can really complete something very quickly well not quickly but comparatively yeah. quickly yeah, and, and that is indeed, and then uh, get it out there, uh, thanks to the internet and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess maybe uh, you want to take a step back a little bit and look at sort of the, the bigger picture. Like, where do you, um, at least, w- maybe your your analysis of w- what the uh, art form is now, and maybe where you see it uh, it going. Well, I think there's a great opportunity actually for anyone to start doing this, and 
Uh, all you really need is a website that has enough bandwidth on it so that you can distribute your MP3s, and that shouldn't be a problem today. Yeah. That's actually, like, easy today. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of that, like, today, mm-hmm. you know, we're in the 21st century. The Internet is completely integrated into our society, and it's it's so common. Um, yeah, you know, I have friends from all over the world. I've hired people from all over the world to, to do stuff. And I think that, you know, we can sell stuff. Our first our first copy of Buried and Falling Sand was sold to a guy in Germany. Wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that just wouldn't happen. That just would not happen uh, a few decades ago. Yeah. So for, yeah. for just a guy who grew up on a, you know, in a small town. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that is a pretty phenomenal change. Um in the bigger perspective of things, certainly. Um, but I think, yeah. you know, the argument's often made that there's, an, you know, the audience is still so small. And um, I, I don't know, do you, do you think right. it's a problem of the audience being small or of the people just um, not being able to hear stuff? I, I think it's really a matter of content. I think we need to create the content. If you build it, they will come sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, there's just, nobody knows what audio theater is. Whenever I mention it, they're like, what's that? And I say audio dramas, they don't get it. Audio plays, what? So, you know, no, it's like everybody's forgotten what the, the predecessor to television was, you know? So uh, there's sort of this uh, re-education that we have to do, but I think because of the advent of uh, iTunes and the iPod, really, that, that provides the platform for, uh, for bringing this medium back. It's, it's, I consider it a better... Uh, better way to tell a story through audio than audiobooks, and they're going for like fifty dollars a pop on on the shelves. So there's a chance that that if enough content is created and to a certain level of quality, that people might start taking notice and wheels might start churning. Yeah, at least that, that's a that's a good I think a good way to look at it. Um, I certainly you know feel the same way with you know audiobooks are sitting out there and they're you know multi millions of dollars, and then we have this you know companion to it that is in my opinions is a, is a lot more engaging or at least you know for me you know 24 hours of listening to one story you know it's 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 a you're signing up for quite a lot of listening yeah uh, <laughs> yeah and and the the other cool thing is sort of how people can you know we we live in a, a society now where multitasking is sort of required mm-hmm. because society's so fast now but uh, you know, it is kind of cool. Like, I could, I'm allowed to bring in my iPod to work and yeah. sit at my desk. You know, I could listen to entertainment while I work, and and it it's it's in a it's presented in a way where it's not distracting me like television would be. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of cerebral while I keep working, and you know, I think right th- right there, that's a huge thing that most of America would love. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very, very key. Uh, you know, it's it's even though. People sometimes shoot for the lower denominator, but I think a lot of people are probably sick of the DJs and the same songs a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, cool. So, um, so we touched on Soul Riff. Are there any other uh, exciting things you're doing with Dream Seed that we should be aware of? Well, I'd like to uh, develop more assets to license to other creators. Um, that's sort of uh, a big goal. I, I kind of like to be sort of the you know, the ILM for the little guy, you yeah, know, the, yeah. the company that helps out just other people that want to tell stories and tell them on a global scale. And that's that's something that Dream Seed has kind of discovered mm-hmm. that we have an opportunity to do. Uh, the sound effects library was not originally part of the plan. It was yeah. all going to be about stories. But uh, now that we're doing it, it's it's actually very exciting. And 
the fact that you can just sit down and create a, a, a character, for example, to sell as a template for Anime Studio yeah. uh, is it, very exciting because it's such a shorter project, but at the same time, you get to be really creative and help people at the same time. Yeah, well, I, you know, another word on the sound effects library, I got a chance to listen to it, and uh, I, I really did enjoy it, especially, um, I guess what's funny is you have a, a really great sense of style, and it's funny because it's just sound effects, all, you know, it's a, it's a compilation of sound effects, but there is, you know, you know a fingerprint on it, and which is, of, of your work, which is, you know, a sort of a sharp kind of, uh, not really sci-fi, but a very, um, you know, it's a very contemporary flair. Um, if you sort of listen, you know, I guess there's a lot of sci-fi tracks on there, which you know, gives it that point. But then, um, I mean, you have gunshots on there, which I know are one of the big uh, uh, holy grail for a lot of sound effects engineers to try and get. And, uh, you know, just overall, it's a, it's really high quality, uh, quite diverse, and uh, some interesting things and, a, you know, a nice range of styles, but, um, you know, overall a great sound. Um, so that. <laughs> Recording that gunshot was a, a huge risk, too, because I was afraid I'd blow the microphone on my portable recorder and just waste hundreds of dollars. Uh, so that was a, that was a real gun, real, real guns? Oh, definitely. Uh, it was uh, actually my uncle. I just went over to my uncle's uh, place, and he, had, um, he was in the military. He actually served in Iraq, and wow. he had a shotgun, and he had a... Uh, uh, handgun semi-automatic and we just went outside and shot him <laughs> excellent well that reminds me i don't know what book i ever read it in but in the old, old days they just would go you know go from la drive out to the desert <laughs> go fire off rounds of guns when they needed oh. uh, cause yeah, they, they, however you can as long as it sounds right who yeah, cares <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's um and I, I don't you know i've heard that you can do it with clipboards but i don't think it's it's just not going to be the same <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i'm not interested at all in faking stuff either yeah. like i know there's a lot of opportunity to do that and be creative with you know stuff that wouldn't normally create sound effects but uh i'd rather just have the real thing yeah uh, so yeah, any any other uh, comments then on uh, maybe uh, either the production process or uh, you know sort of where Dream Seeds at and where you see it going? Uh, well, it's the production process. Uh, currently, I've just moved to a new city and took a job at Sweetwater Sound, which is the world's uh, fastest growing and most respected dealer in musical instruments and pro audio. And it was such a like miracle type opportunity too, because yeah. I, I was just—I was actually on their website trying to buy a portable audio recorder, <laughs> and that's why I have this job now. So I saw their job listing, and they had a, a position open for a web designer, which is how I earned my bread and butter. Oh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was just insane how perfect it was, and they even thought that as well, and sort of derailed mm -hmm. uh, uh, the production flow that I had going, and, mm -hmm. and was sort of taking off with once we published Barry. We were really moving fast, and. Yeah. I actually still have half of the first episode of Soul Rift done, but once I had to move and, and get adjusted to basically a whole new life in, in this new city, it's been hard. But I'm st things are calming down now, and I'm starting to get right back at it, and uh, I hope to get some stuff out the door very quickly. Cool. Uh, so how does uh, that work that you do as a designer uh, influence you know what you do uh, with DreamSeed then? Oh, well, that, it's interesting because um, I think that the way we present uh, audio theater to the public um, is a is a huge um, factor in determining its success uh, in reviving the medium and and popularizing it again. And coming from a design background, coming from a branding background, these are things that I think about on a daily basis. And usability, making something easy for uh, you know, I, a lot of these sites that are releasing audio uh, dramas as 
it's it's a whole different paradigm to to download it every single time and and one of the objectives that I wanted to do when building the the Dreamseed site and integrated store was to create a standardized way to buy and download uh, all Dreamseed products. So you know if you if you want to get the latest Soul Rift episode, for example, you know exactly how it's going to be and and how that will feel to go go there and get it. And I think that's really important because it increases the comfort zone of people and, and allows them to feel more apt to just go get this. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, you absolutely need, uh, you know, there there's so little presentation, I think, a lot of people, especially, um, you know, the, the uh, I should say, the older generation of uh, radio drama, it, it doesn't sort of get that uh, aesthetic that maybe, um, the you know, people... Uh, of our age, you know, are, are looking for or expect, you know, on the web. So, uh, you know, that's something that you definitely have yeah. sensibility to uh, to do well. So that's uh, interesting. And yeah, and that's one of the things that I'd like to offer as well to the general audio theater community is, you know, if if web design and and figuring out how to make a CSS XHTML web standards compliant website is not your bag. <laughs> but you but you, you like to do audio drama and you know how to do that. Um, you know, branding and, and packaging it and, and you know, trying to drive the sales. All of that stuff is sort of the shell around around the product that helps it become popular and successful and and that's what Dreamseed also is offering to the general audio theater community as well as publishing services. So if you just want to do your audio drama, we can do the rest. Awesome, awesome. Uh, is there anything else that you might feel like ranting about while you got the opportunity? Uh, sure. Uh, I, I think that it's really important to just uh, remember that you've got to make it happen. Uh, if I would give anybody advice, that's what it would be. And I got that advice from James Cameron. It was uh, in an interview for Titanic, I think. Okay. And he said, if I ever write a book about directing, it's going to be called Making It Happen, yeah. because that's what you've got to do. You've got to make it happen. And once I heard those words, I was, jeez, I think I was in middle school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm young. <laughs> uh, but once I heard those words, you know, that really changed my life and, and made me realize that it really is up to you. Yeah. And and you need to, you need to just decide you're going to do this. You're going to fulfill your own dreams and make it happen. So uh, that's that would be advice that, I would like to pass on and and encourage other people to take up. Cool. Well, that's that's definitely an excellent message, and I hope people do uh, follow the call, whether it's audio drama or whatever you want to do. Um, do it <laughs> today. Yeah. Uh, this yep. very second. Oh, cool. Well, uh, thanks again so much. Dreamseed again is online at dreamseed.com, and um, you can check out Buried in Falling Sand um, if you wanted to check out this score as well as on there and you've got all kinds of great resources um, about you about the people you work with um, you've got forums up there press releases you just have a, a really great web asset which I guess points to your um, work as a designer as well yeah so um, <laughs> yeah um, I, I really wanted to, uh, to also share um, the spotlight so every everybody that co collaborates some people are signed with Dreamsy but they haven't yet actually uh, uh, collaborated on something that we've released, but the, everybody still gets uh, their own page, their own uh, opportunity, their own uh, uh, interview. Yeah. Um, it's a very uh, it's a very inclusive site, and that was sort of the point, too, was the community aspect of this, the fact yeah. that you know, we're all just a bunch of like-minded people. We're, yeah. we're not this big corporate conglomerate. We, we just all think this is really cool, and we're coming together to do this, and that's, that's what you'll find at dreamseat.com. Yeah. 
Well, I yeah, I definitely encourage you. I it's you know it was such a gem stumbling across your work because it's you know so fresh and new and you know you can tell it has the the sort of the contemporary you know very new uh, flair to it, which um, I hope we can hear again. And uh, whenever uh, do you know when we can expect Soul Rift to come out? Um, oh, <laughs> or is that a, or is that um, you know still to be determined? It's basically as soon as possible. Yeah. I'm, we, uh, my my writing partner, who is helping me write a few episodes, um, he he came over last weekend and we did this writing jam session and we outlined the season finale and, um, and you know we're really taking we're trying to you know really complete this in addition to balancing our normal everyday oh, lives. Yeah. It takes a lot of dedication, but um, Laura Post and David Alt, who are uh, part of the principal cast they have their lines in for every episode that has been completed as far as scripting so far Great. uh laura post just moved out to la to <laughs> pursue a voice acting career so oh, that's cool. the luck to her and but we'll still be in touch and she's still gonna uh collaborate so that's kind of a great thing about that relationship through the internet yeah that's it yeah, another so, thing. yeah interesting cool well uh thanks again so much it was a, such a pleasure talking to you i hope people um Good luck with Soul Rift. We'll definitely um, hope to hear that soon. And as well as uh, good luck with all the other ambitions. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure. And that was Xander Davis of Dream Seed. I do hope you take the opportunity to learn more about his work and his aspirations with radio drama. Follow his advice to make it happen as well, no matter what your passion in life is. And uh, definitely check out dreamseed.com. He's got some really original things going and a completely fresh take on audio drama, which is uh, pretty inspirational and uh, pretty exciting at the same time. So next week, make sure you put on your toga. We'll be going back to ancient rome with quicksilver radio theater's rendition of the tragedy of julius caesar yes this is the same quicksilver theater who did the marvelous story of abe lincoln's last days we played that back in february and this fresh interpretation of shakespeare is truly marvelous listening experience even for those of us <clears throat> uh, who had trouble maybe getting it through it in high school <laughs> so uh, that does it for the show this week if you have some story cravings you just need to say to make sure you check out our blog at www.radiodramarevival.com you can also download previous episodes via the podcast and hey, check us out. We're also on the iTunes store. Just do a search for Radio Drama Revival. So uh, till next week, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.